All You Need to Know is brought to you by no one. No one at all. Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Welcome to this episode of All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. Hey yo, I'm DJ Pig. DJ is back. Welcome back, DJ. It's been uh, three, four weeks. Three I think. or four weeks, yes. Uh, a lot of a lot of things going on though in those three or four weeks. All kinds of stuff. Um, I of course have moved, so yeah. that that has made it a little tough. And then uh, you've got a lot of things going on. I won't I won't get into those things a lot of just balls in case. In the air. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Um, but we, we are currently in the process of getting DJ set back up mm. to do the podcast I virtually. I actually do 100% like by the end of this week should have mm-hmm. solid Wi-Fi. So right now we're in my car behind a Love's truck stop, uh, Seeing halfway. all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. We should have just said like live Live podcast from behind a Love's gas station truck stop, uh, which it, it's a lovely establishment. It's no Bucky's, but um, right. maybe before Bucky's, this was kind of the standard. But you I, know I what think. they say: what happens behind Love stays stays behind, behind Love's. Loves. That's yeah. exactly right. And so this was kind of a halfway point for us. And I I took the drive, DJ took the drive, and now here we are. So uh, we're in person, uh, believe it or not, and still, like I said, working on getting that. Uh, virtual setup because it's it's 2023 dj and I, and I don't mean to to throw you under the bus here but most most i would say most people have wi-fi and that's been a big big right. issue well we you. had wi-fi yeah it, it was just, didn't just work. awful yeah it was like dial-up oh my gosh i mean it felt like it. i remember and and again this is not i'm not trying to be mean but i remember you asked me over at one point to watch the uh, I think it was the Bills Dolphins game, like yeah. late into the NFL season, snow game, mm-hmm. um, and and I was like, well, will it? Will your TV be able to get right. the game? And you're like, oh yeah, and it did. It got it. It wasn't the highest quality. No, and the snow didn't help. I remember that because the picture was kind of fuzzy, and then it was snowing. When you get snowy pixelation, that's psh, yeah. Dude, go ahead and write it up. Chalk yeah. it, chalk it up as a loss, but. You're you're on the way to Wi-Fi. You're on the way to getting a microphone. We've got yep all the like you said a lot of balls in the air, um, and yeah. we're and we're juggling the best that we can. And part of that is sometimes throwing in Isaac into the into the balls, uh, so yeah. to speak. And so he's kind of yeah. covered the last couple of weeks. I want to go ahead and I don't know if you've listened, but I do want to go ahead and put out there that he uh, felt like it was kind of like common law marriage, right? He did three or four episodes in a row, so now he feels like he's the the main host, and it's, now you are the the substitute. It, it always it always does. He always does this thing. Yep. Peaks, but you just wait. Peaks till and I, valleys. Yeah. You just wait till I get settled because we're about to plateau with me on top, and he's gonna be crying at the bottom. Sure. And uh, maybe a better way to say that, but instead of diving into what you just said uh, in in the figurative sense, I hope uh, Mission Impossible. I have constantly and consistently, you know, plugged Tom Cruise in a uh-huh. lot of the episodes that that you've missed these past couple of weeks. Um, I went and saw the new Mission Impossible. Uh, How Dead, was it? Dead Reckoning Part, Part One. One. So good. I will say, not as good as Mission Impossible Fallout. Fallout. Now, which one is Fallout? Is that six? It's it's the 
most recent one before Dead Reckoning Part okay. One. Okay. Uh, of course, Fallout. There's a clue there, context clue, so that has to do with nuclear bombs. Speaking of nuclear bombs, Oppenheimer. Still haven't seen that, but I'm getting to it. I've heard it's very good. I've heard a lot. My of, wife said she wanted to go see Barbie, and I was like, Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, so, but Mission Impossible, you're working your way through them in order. Yeah, I'm is that to is get that to eventually up. go yes. to see the new one? Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to do it in a hurry, but with all the balls in the air, uh, it, it can be tough. I have watched the first three, so mm. I'm getting there. Second one's a throwaway. I've mentioned that on the podcast. It's okay. It, it is, you know. I mean, it's fine. I think they just were like, Tom, really like what your hair's doing right now. The, now the hair. Especially on the motorcycle, yes. the hair on the motorcycle. I will agree with that. It that, made me want to grow my hair. That out. the hair kind of saved the second Mission Impossible. Yeah. If he had short hair in Mission Impossible Two, they might yeah. as well just retcon it. And but we were just talking exist. about this last night because I. So what happened was I watched the first one, and yep. it was you know like 1996, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, this is like a mid 90s kind of feel. For sure. And I watched started watching the second one. And I was like, man, this is really getting on some early 2000s vibe. I look up the release date, 2000 on the dot. Yeah. I watched all but 30 minutes of it, and then my wife made me turn it off and go to bed. Mm. So, but I finished the she last 30 minutes. She runs a tight shift, doesn't she? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, we're expecting a child. Uh-huh. Uh, so what mama says goes, yeah. yeah. Um, but so I finished the last 30 minutes of that one last night. And I was like, I mean, you know, I don't come to the Mission Impossible movies for, for the love story, but, you know, it was fine. It was, yeah. And then I start the third one. I went ahead to watch the third one last night. And immediately, I was like, okay, he, so he's just gotten engaged. Yeah, it kind of throws you into it. Yeah, just straight into it. And I immediately text you. I was like, what happened to the girl from the second one? Yeah, it's and a you, completely... You, said, you never see her. You never see that, that woman again. And it's kind of a... You get thrown into the third one. Uh, with that love story about Tom like settling down, kind of thing, and the topic yeah. today is not Mission Impossible, so we won't we won't no. get too too deep into it. But the third one really lays the foundation for the rest of them. Well, I think was, they kind of figure it out. It was really good, and of course, I am a big Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah fan, and he does maybe the best maybe the best villain in, in the, the person villain um, in the Mission Impossible he's so franchise. Good. I've yeah. never seen anything that he did. Uh, God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did that, com- comedy. Drama. Oh, he could, dude. He could really do it all. So. Did you ever see uh, Along Came Polly? Yes. I he was his awesome uh, in Along Came Polly. What is it on the, the basketball scene in Along Came Polly? Buckets. Make or, it rain. <laughs> yeah, and he's Let just it rain. Hitting the top of the backboard. That's that's <laughs> classic. I, I got to go. Yeah. I like, why? He's like, I just sharted. <laughs> what is that? What do you mean sharted? He goes, it's when you fart, but then there's a little bit of mm-hmm. in it. And is that the, was that the origin of that? Because I don't. I don't know if I had really heard it before then, but hey, I don't know. You know what? We need to get into today's topic. Yeah, we do. This Come is on. this is classic uh, Quinn and DJ back together again, trying to get catch up, catch up, or catching up on the all the things that are happening in the world. And by that, I just mean all the Mission Impossible movies. But instead of talking about Mission Impossible, which we could do, we're going to get into today's topic. This is episode two seventy four. Today's topic: nostalgia. Okay, so I was kind of thinking about it during the topic transition because I don't know if people know this. We take 10. We take a good 10-minute break Yeah. Uh, after we do the intro and then get into the Sometimes, topic transition. It, it just depends. Maybe another cup of coffee, mm-hmm. a cup of grumpy. 
Yeah, just whatever we really need to do. Right. And so DJ and I were kind of sitting here and talking, and I hate to bring up Tom Cruise again, but there is a little bit of nostalgia with the Mission Impossible movies because I you were kind of talking that. about, oh, I could really tell that one was from the 2000s. Boom, yeah. 2000, yeah. So, uh, but but we'll, we'll put Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise into the... Into the onto the shelf. Um, I'll bring it back later. Maybe if if it's if, if it's uh, it'll topical, fit, if it, if it if it comes into the comes into the topic, then sure. But first off, did I say it right? Is it nostalgia or is it nostalgia? I think nostalgia. I just say nostalgia. Nostalgia. I think so. There's an I A though at the end, and that's what I'm kind of worried about. You think it's like a French ja? nostalgia? Could be. Um, I don't know, but. I do know that the definition of nostalgia is a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. Yeah. Do you need it used in a sentence? Yeah. You could use it in okay. I was overcome with acute nostalgia for my days in college. That's something that my dad would probably say. So, wouldn't we all? Nostalgia is definitely one of those ideas. It's definitely real. But yeah. it's it's not something that's physical. It's or I guess could it be abstract uh if you noun. opened if you opened up a box of your childhood toys and you were it's like, a Man, concept. It's a concept, but then at the same time could that be like phys- you could physically hold nostalgia in your hands because as you're holding your uh Buzz Lightyear circa, you know, two thousand three and you're looking at it, like you're holding it, and you're like, man, I remember those days. I think, well, I guess kind of, depending on how you how you think and feel about it, I would I would consider that holding a nostalgic item. item. Okay, and that's a good way to put it, too. So uh, it's it's definitely an interesting idea. We're going to kind of dive into the, the meaning of it uh, and, and how th- there, there's a lot more to it. I think that people are maybe tuning in. Of course, they wanted to, to hear some thoughts on maybe the newest movies that have come out because sometimes that's what we do. Yeah. But they're really wanting to say, okay, Quinn and DJ, for the most part, tackle topics from sort of a a playful, entertaining mm-hmm. way. This one we've done rhetorical analysis before. I think it's a, a chicken soup for the soul mm, kind of thing. Yeah. So this one's not necessarily I'm not gonna go ahead and label it as deep because we haven't gotten deep enough into right. it. Right. But I do think that there might be some like, and, and I'll go ahead and say it, some tears shed. Maybe okay. not by you and I, but right. someone might be listening and we trigger a memory and then, oh my God, and they have to pause it as they're driving down the interstate kind right. of thing yeah. and just kind of get a good cry out. I'm not hoping, I, I never want all you need to know to make people cry. Well, I mean, but Jim Valvano did, said what? Like if you laugh, you cry and you... And you eat a bagel, I think. Yeah, and all in the same a, day. What a, a day. day. That's a full and I day. I love a good bagel. Everything mm. bagels, do you like those? Or do you like the blueberry, plain? Uh, You know, I, I don't discriminate. I like to try them all, but I really like the Osseo. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the Osseo, Osseago mm. yep. bagels with the cheese. And uh, I, I came around on cream cheese. I was, a, I was like, eh, I'm not good. I'm not uh, good with cream cheese. Dude, I think I could eat cream cheese straight with a spoon. Just original cream cheese? Or are you like a, a strawberry or like a honey pecan? Yes. Okay. So we need to dive into the Latin root of nostalgia. Okay. And I think people might even be nostalgic for us mm-hmm. going through the Latin root because it is something that we used to do more often. Um, so we, we both have experience in uh, Latin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latin roots are some of our specialties. It's mm-hmm. not... 
in either one of our uh, post uh, or our secondary education right. degrees, but it is something that both of us have spent a lot of time on. I, I guess you could say extracurricularly that we've kind of read a lot of text about I, Latin I, roots. I, I do a little Latin reading. Mm-hmm. So the best way to describe nostalgia mm-hmm. is to break it into nos uh, and then tall and then gia. Yeah. So from my understanding, and this is this is good because we were considering trying to break this down before we started, even in the topic transition. I right. said, I think it'd be good if we worked through it together. Yeah. So Nas, of course, mm-hmm. is a rapper, but not... Not N-A-N. Yes. Or not uh, N-A-S. Right. Nos. Yeah. Um, but that's where the Latin root does come from because Nas in nostalgia is quickly. Is that... You, do you agree with that? Because... I thought it was no more. Okay. So... Maybe it's both because I know that whenever something is nostalgic, mm-hmm. it usually takes you back very fast yeah. to that moment. Yeah. Um, but then once you get back to that moment, you realize that moment is no, no more. more. Yeah. So I think that that is a, a double meaning there of, of Nas. Um, and we, damn, we covered that pretty quick. So tall. Mm-hmm. Now, tall is usually a descriptive word about Oh, that person's tall. That person's short. Right. Um, but what is what do you, what do you find tall T A L in nostalgia meaning? Uh, I think it's a it, it it goes back to almost like a the feeling. It refers to like the feeling of uh, brief euphoria. Mm, okay. And what's the is there any sort of like context to that like? the letters together mean just mean T-A-L. that T-A-L so with it being just one L uh, that's where people get confused because obviously the American tall right. English tall sure. is T-A-L-L which means you know tall yes uh, okay height that's all but, I need to hear really yeah. no you know you, you, you kind of cleared it up there for me so now all we have is Gia mm-hmm. um, and that one's tough but so so far we have quickly and no more mm-hmm. at the very beginning so kind mm-hmm. of a double meaning at the front and then uh, a, a level of or feeling of euphoria mm-hmm. in the middle. Uh, but then Gia, that to me, from what I understand, and, and I definitely understand, let me put that out there, right. is sort of a, ugh, like that's what it means. If, yeah. you, if you looked up text, Latin root text, Gia. The translation. The translation is, ugh. It's G-I-A just a sound. Latin is UGH English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you feel that you, you quickly go back to a moment that's yeah. in your past. Ah, oh, man, that was great. And then mm-hmm. you go, ugh, it's gone. Yeah, because hey, now it, that was 30 years ago kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, wow. That I, I we haven't covered a, a Latin root in a while, but I do feel like that was that do was you, really good. Do you well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we broke down the daylight out of that. Yeah. Do you think that you can Feel nostalgic. I just thought of this because you said something about uh, something 30 years ago, mm-hmm. but we're not 30 yet. Sure. Do you, can, do you think that you can feel nostalgic about something that came before you were alive? That's that's a good question, and it ties into kind of the, the outline that we have for this episode. Mm-hmm. What does nostalgia mean to you? So I personally think that you have to have experienced something. Mm-hmm. Or it is possible maybe to feel, and, and this might not be the, the best way to put it, 
sort of a secondhand nostalgia for certain things because I will watch movies that are based in the 1920s or I'll listen to music uh, that was popular like swing jazz, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the likes of, of Dean Martin, Frank oh. Sinatra, Tony Bennett, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, I guess Tony rest in Bennett peace. Died? Yeah. How about that? I thought he was just going to live forever. Yeah. He just passed away 96, um, like last week, I think. So Holy cow. But I guess I could have said rest in peace to all of them because they all are <laughs> deceased. So my apologies for disrespecting Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. But you listen to that music and you kind of say, wow, that that seems like a great time. You know, besides, you know, the all the civil unrest and the fact that women couldn't vote. But that's not what I'm being nostalgic for. Right. I'm being nostalgic just for that. music. Right. Because imagine Dean Martin putting out a new song. Right. Uh, you know, like, oh, hey, mambo, mambo italiano, hey, mambo. And that's like the number one hit of of the week or the or the month, whatever. Like that, that to me just is really interesting. Like somebody on the radio is like, well, we got you a really good one coming up here. Here's Dean Martin speaking that Italian. And then it's just, hey, mambo, mambo italiano, go, go, go. That was a really spot on radio i don't know what mm-hmm. they're called radio comment not a yeah. commentator but uh you know what i'm talking about uh w- what they sounded like thank you back in the day and so does that make and sense and it's a two one count yep. to i don't know who. yeah so Babe like base, baseball yeah. classic baseball voices so does that make sense what i what i was kind of getting at is it does yeah. Like, I didn't nostalgia live in those times. A, yeah, right. Well, I mean, nostalgia is a feeling, and I think that you can get a feeling mm. about those things if you watch Footloose. Yep. That, that movie came way before our time. I, I mentioned you know movies that I've watched that are based in the 20s. Uh, I think The Great Gatsby is is kind of in that range, um, mm-hmm. even though it's not one of like my go-tos. Two movies that I love to watch, uh, and I don't like to re-watch things that often, but I really like the movie Midnight in Paris. That's um, a good one, Owen with Wilson. Owen Wilson in it, uh, where he kind of accidentally time travels back to the twenties, and then I love the movie, and apparently it didn't do very well in the box office. Leatherheads. Have I uh, talked George to you? Clooney? Yeah, George Clooney, Jim Krasinski. Yeah, for uh, John, John Krasinski. Krasinski. I combined his. Uh, I combined his yeah. office character and his real life uh, person. Um, yeah, so that movie based in the twenties. Uh, George Clooney plays like an older uh, person, and and in that time, football wasn't taken very seriously. Yeah, um, it was almost like if you played professionally, that was you were kind of laughed at. Yeah, which how far we've come now, right? But no it all kind of ties in together because whenever you think of nostalgia, like there are just certain things that that trigger it, mm-hmm. right? You've got TV shows, mm-hmm. um, food items, I would say. Like maybe some food items that have been discontinued, uh, but they used to be around in your childhood. Commercials for me are really big. And I know, I know that might sound weird, but just thinking of uh, a Saturday morning or maybe even be, you know before school turning on Nickelodeon mm-hmm. and then seeing you know a commercial for Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs, yeah. peanut butter, chocolate flavor. You know, Those, that the just Dorito takes, commercials? Yes, and that just takes me back. For some reason, that's just holy smokes. Old Geico commercials. Uh, you know, video games, board games, whatever yeah. it is, those can take you back Nintendo really quick. Nintendo sixty four. 
and sports. I mean, we, we kind of just touched on sports yeah. there for a second. I think you can really be nostalgic. I think especially as your sports fandom you know grows in age mm-hmm. and matures with you, you say, man, that team back in 2008. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of you might look up a YouTube clip and watch some some footage of, of that, which it's funny that I mentioned that because we're recording this episode on a Tuesday and tonight uh, the basketball tournament. I don't know if you've heard of that, but they do it during the summer and like people just get teams together and they play for like a million dollar prize or is whatever. It the, is it three on three? No, that's that's uh, Ice Cubes. Oh, uh, this is like a it's called the basketball tournament. Oh, um, they started doing it. I don't know how many years ago and people, random groups of people get together. And then as it's progressed, you've seen a lot of alumni teams from colleges who maybe people that didn't really make it professionally, they get back together and play. I did not know. And tonight I am way too excited to watch basically the 2013 Louisville Cardinals basketball team get back together to play. Try to win a championship. They can keep. Yeah. Try to win a championship that can't be taken away from them. Um, But is, is, Slick Rick coaching? Slick Rick is not. I hope Dang. that he I hope that if they kind of make a run that he makes an appearance at least at some point, maybe in the crowd. But the backcourt is Peyton Siva and Russ Smith. And oh my gosh. They're a little bit older, but they I, get the uh what was the other guy? Luke uh, Luke Hancock's plan. Oh my gosh. Um, Shinanu Anawaku is is on Golly. the team. Um Rakeem Buckles. Uh I mean, it's just it's just a who's who. Are they? Of no, people never that, mind. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, let's, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep to myself. I think I know what you're about to ask. Like, uh, what kind of encouragement are they getting off yeah, what, the court? Yeah, who are their cheerleaders? Uh, and we're not gonna get into that. Yeah. But it's it's things like that that can just take you back in an instant. And so that's why I think because you said like, can you be nostalgic for another time that you maybe didn't actually witness or were alive to experience? Yeah. <sighs> It's tough, but I th- I think so. I think that you can. To some extent. It's just maybe a different form of nostalgia. Yeah. Because I do believe, um, whenever I read the... Let me let me go back to that definition and see if we can kind of... A sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal association. So that doesn't ever say that... Yeah, typically. Typically. With for personal a association. Not always. Right. So I think that that does leave the door open for yeah I can I can long for the the seventies uh, or eighties big hair rock yeah I can, yeah I, you know I wasn't around for that I want to I want to go back in time and listen to reminiscing by the Little River Band mm. when it first was released that's exactly right man and now here's the thing that I've always thought about music because I I like the access that I have to all of the music mm-hmm. nowadays I could pay a what ten dollars a month? I can listen to whatever song that's pretty much any song that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back in the day, you if you wanted to listen to music, you had to hope that this sound. This is crazy to me. You had to either hope that it was going to be played on the radio, or you had to go buy like a, a CD or a cassette or a record. Yeah, um, and and be able to listen to that. And I think that that's just kind of wild to think about because now it's just like I think we take it for granted. How much music? How much great music? Is out there that not really anybody has ever heard, right? Because it didn't make it, yeah, on the onto the radio. So yeah, th- yeah nowadays you're definitely having uh, maybe a second chance for some of the songs. Yeah, uh, you're seeing a lot of different songs uh, that are featured in modern day television shows have a second chance. Maybe not 
they didn't have that much su commercial success. And then <clears throat> maybe someone, like we said, someone had a personal connection with it and then included it in a show that they got to do once they were able to make their own show. Um, so I'm thinking of, of course, uh, Stranger Things, the song Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. Oh. Didn't have that much commercial yeah. success upon its initial release. It's included beautifully in Stranger Things. Yeah. And then people go nuts about it. Yeah. Same thing happened with uh, the new HBO show that came out, I guess, beginning of this year, The Last of Us. It included a Depeche Mode song. Um, let me look at what it was because it's, it's really good. Have you ever gotten into Depeche Mode? No. No? It's, uh, it's honestly really good. Um, I'm trying to see. It's Never Let Me Down Again by Depeche Mode. Um, this would be a good time for me to play a little bit of it, but we can't do that. No, we're not going to. We don't want to get in trouble. But mm -hmm. that kind of is cool because someone might be nostalgic for those songs, and then it's included in a modern-day uh, piece of art, piece of work, and then eventually people could be nostalgic for that piece of work that includes that nostalgic thing from How about 28 that? years ago. So kind of getting your head spinning. It's Hopefully you're not listening to this at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Nostalgiception. And we've, we've danced around it throughout the entire episode, but without saying it, and we have to say it, uh, nostalgia is subjective, right? Yeah. So if... Like I said, it might be early that you're listening to this and you're like, wait, what did they just say? We're saying that I I am nostalgic for things that are different from things that you're nostalgic for. Right. Though we might have some things that overlap, mm -hmm. right? We might be nostalgic for uh, watching Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, win an NBA championship uh, in the late 2000s or yeah. early, early 2010s, whenever it was. We might both be nostalgic for... Um, those little uh, grips, you know what I'm talking about? The grippers for pencils? Well, grippers for pencils, sure. But I was talking about the little snacks. So it was like oh. Chips Ahoy, uh, Cheez-Its. Yeah. And it's like these tiny little things. And you just kind of, it was like a kind of a rectangular packaging. Yeah. You, you tore it open and you just threw them back. Yeah. That kind of thing. I, I forgot about those. I personally was nostalgic for Slam Ball because I discovered that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then they just brought it back. Uh, yeah, I heard that they had just brought it and back. And that's that's probably why so many things are being, in air quotations, brought back. Not only because no one can make anything that's original anymore. Yeah, but it, a lot of recycled stuff. But it is familiar. And so people yeah. are, oh, okay, I'll go see that because I, I watched it back in the day. Yeah. Um, what do you, How do you feel about all of the Disney remakes, the live-action remakes? Because... Uh, Walt Disney apparently now this might have been one of those things where words were put in his mouth, in his uh, you know decapitated head that's being stored in ice or cryogenic freezer. Right. Apparently, he wanted, after a period of time, for those main staples of Disney lore to be remade, so that future generations could continue to enjoy the stories. But one could argue. As long as they hold up and there's nothing controversial in the old ones, why don't we just have them watch the old ones? Because those those are fine. One one could argue. I guess part of it is the the picture. Sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, with advancement in technology and stuff. I will say with the live action stuff, like 
like the live action Lion King. I was mm-hmm. just talking to Grant about that the other day. I don't think that it was totally necessary. It's really the exact same movie. It's just the lion looks real. And I don't know if the lion has to look real for that. Sure. Um, you're saying that, to think of what you're else. You're saying that they maybe could have just done another cartoon version yeah. of it. Or remastered the original. Right. I mean... Um, funny, funny little anecdote. I have seen the live action Lion King. I've never seen the original cartoon. Really? Yeah. Just I mean, never, same never, thing. never got around to it. Not really sure what happened. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think if they remade it, but had it like kept the same storyline, but maybe changed some bits and pieces of stuff here and there. I don't know. It's just it can be a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, now some of them work. And I would I under- love to see like a live action. Is there a live action Aladdin? Yeah. There's, I haven't seen that. I yeah, would like to see that. Came it. out, I think, a couple. Oh, Will couple Smith years. is the genie. Yep. Yeah, I that haven't was seen a, it, but <laughs> that was kind of a meme. I think, like, I guess it kind of looked weird the CGI that they did for that. But yeah, I was gonna. I was sitting here because you said like maybe the picture is improved, and uh, I I grew up maybe watching The Simpsons from a way too young of an age, <clears throat> and I really like the older seasons, like season three through season nine or ten. I think is the best writing that the show's ever had. And now they're rolling into like, I think the high thirties in seasons. So can I be nostalgic for something that's still happening? You know, because yeah. technically it's the same thing. So, Oh, you're nostalgic for the Simpsons. Well, they just, a new episode just came out kind of yeah. thing. So I was thinking about that because there's just some episodes that some, some of them are actually hard to watch because of the, animation right like now everything's yeah. really smooth if you watch an animated show but back then it was like they're literally drawing each frame of the yeah. show and then putting it together kind of thing so it is very interesting though because you could line up uh a, you know get a police lineup of 10 people and hopefully they didn't do anything too bad to to get to you know the police lineup you know hopefully it was maybe just some misdemeanors right but um, yeah. basically just bring that up as kind of a, a figurative sense because you could ask them like, Hey, what's nostalgic to you? And the person over here on the far left could be, it could be completely different from the person that's on the far right. So it mm-hmm. is something that each person kind of owns to themselves. That's, I guess, stored away in their memory bank. And, and you also never know when it's going to get triggered. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause it could pop up on you. Like, uh, for example, and I told you I'd work this in and it would fit. Mm-hmm. Watching the Mission Impossible movies, sure. for me, sometimes it's seeing an older piece of technology. So watching the first and second and third, like it, it's funny how you, that like uh, in the third one they had the the Polaroid cameras. Yep. That are not the Polaroid cameras, but the uh, Kodak mm-hmm. cameras that you had to like roll. You take a picture and you had to roll and yep. then take another picture. Uh, they had that, like the little gadgets that they have don't even look anywhere near modern. Like that right. was supposed to be futuristic technology when yeah. that movie at came that out. At that point, it was impressive. Yeah. And now you watch it and you're like, oh, It's like, gosh. okay, th- I'm sure that thing would, you could run over it with a car and it wouldn't break, but I bet it runs on dial-up. Yeah. And, uh, and also everything that is included in the high-tech portions of the first and second Mission Impossible, I can now... Yeah. do with my phone that's in my pocket yeah so definitely that, that that is an interesting thing and another interesting thing about nostalgia is to think about things that are happening right now that at one point will be nostalgic for yeah. for people so 
I mean, there's some things that kind of last, you know, built to last kind of things. Like, I think Instagram and and Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called now, you've got oh, right. you've got this uh, this thing that's been around for a while. So maybe no one is nostalgic for that. Mm-hmm. People are nostalgic for Vine, right? The the yes. so, the social media short quick. short video sharing app. Uh, then TikTok came along and that kind of uh, scratched the itch, if you will, of mm-hmm. those Vine uh, users. And at one point, will TikTok be nostalgic? At one point, will Fortnite be nostalgic? At one point, yeah. will I don't know. The music is a big one, obviously. Music, yeah. The music comes and goes because styles and tastes change. So, but uh, it is it is weird about with music is because the the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, it felt like there were all these distinct sounds. You yeah. could play a song from that era. Oh, that was that's from the seventies. Got to be from the seventies, right? And it seems like once we hit the year two thousand, maybe. You know, besides a handful of, uh, of projects here and there from 2000, 2010, but a lot of it has kind of sounded the same. I don't think there's that different decade kind of thing, but maybe it takes a while to be removed from it and music has to change in the next 30 years for it to be like, oh, wow, I can't believe that uh, that song and that The weekend put out in 2017. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I think that that's definitely, yeah. I mean, but... Another thing, too, and I, I've told Bailey about this, a lot of stuff is being recycled. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Flowrida has a song out right now that's called What a Night, and it's, it literally has pieces of Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons version yep. of December 1963. Oh, what a night. Mm-hmm. Samples. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, and a lot of country music is going back, and it's referring back to other songs, and it takes straight lyrics from those songs and tunes from those songs. So it's a lot of recycled stuff, which is hitting on that nostalgia. Yeah. But I don't think that we're going to, when we go back and think of it, we're not going to think of this. We're going to think of that version that came before. Yeah. And like, what, 30 years from now, would someone sample Flo Rida's sample of, you know, the the hit song? God, I hope not. That'd be kind of weird. And that, that I think I texted you about it whenever I found out. Um, I can't remember, uh, is it? Paper Planes, maybe is the song, where it's like, all I want to do, and then it's got like, boom, 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 and then it's a cash register sound, and take your money. Oh, yeah. That's a sample of a Clash song. Had no yes. idea. Yeah, I forgot you had So kind of keep an eye out for, for those those samples that kind of they, they sneak in, because there are a lot of them, it seems like, you know, have, in the past 10, years. How we have to worry years. about copyright stuff, and all these people are just... That's a good question. ...taking whatever they want. That's a good question. But we don't have time to talk about copyrights. No. And damn, I wish we had some more time to talk about Mission Impossible, but we don't. Mm. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. DJ, great to have you back. I'm glad We're to be back. We're getting people that are probably like, well, is DJ going to be back? We're not going to promise anything, but it's in the works. Everything's fine. Yep. Um, but that's going to do it for this episode of All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. I'm DJ Pink. And this has been All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.